Bangalore, the heart of India's high-tech industry. It's always about people, it's always about culture and it's always about purpose. This is one place where you would see all of our projects, marquee projects being worked on under one roof. A global technology centre leading in the digital transformation of engineering. It's not just innovation for the sake of innovation, but ensuring that we are innovating to provide the right outcomes. I think that is key. This is really a state-of-the-art technology offshore centre. All this and more, which we'll get into later, in an office block. I walk around the office and I can see every part of our company. We have centres now in Bangalore, Delhi and Mumbai. And um, you walk into any of those offices, it's like walking into any of our offices around the world. The weather's often quite a lot nicer than, uh, than it is back in the UK, for example. But, um, but apart from that, you shouldn't expect to see any difference. My name is Murad Gala and I'm the Senior Vice President uh, representing SNC Lavalin Atkins in India. My name is Haima Haldar. I'm Director Digital in GTC, SNC Lavalin. I'm Philip Hall and I'm the President of Engineering Services at SNC Lavalin Atkins. And this is Engineering Matters. Hello and welcome to this episode of Engineering Matters. I'm Jane Sophia. And I'm Alex Conacher. And we've been talking to pioneers of digitalization in engineering at SNC Lavalin's Global Technology Centre in India. Discovering where it all began. In the first instance, it was all about capacity. So it was all about trying to find additional engineering resources to support projects around the world. And that's really what kicked it off. And what it's become. It's not treated as an offshore design centre or something that's over there or something we have to use because we've been told we have to. It's really part of our business culture. And I think that's absolutely vital to make anything like this a success. But before we delve into the current work at the centre, let's look to these origins, see just how the GTC got to where it is today. You know, if you look at Bangalore, which is where our operations really started, we call it the Garden City beyond Silicon Valley. It was a really ripe ground for hiring new engineering talent and bringing people into the business. And it fundamentally started out as a, as a global design centre. So set up specifically to support design activity across any of the regions of, uh, of the business. Yes, we started where most of our peers probably still sitting in the task mindset. 10 people, 20 people, wherever there was resourcing need, we started there. They were asked to complement the primary teams on a project, assist where needed. Basically, as confidence grew, as trust grew, as um, basically those relationships between the respective region and the GTC built, we moved away from single tasks to, to starting to do multiple tasks linked together and then moved on to projects. And then when you look at something like, um, say, the A14, which is a major road project in the UK, the GTC delivered a whole multidisciplinary design for a complete section of that project. This was roughly between 2010 to 2014. And then we accelerated beyond 14th into the digital space a bit more, 2015 onwards. And in some parts of our business now, the GTC engages directly with our customers, you know. So, so whilst there'll still be some people on the ground, you know, doing the work in the local region, 
and having that connection with the customer, a lot of the customer interaction actually happens directly with the GTC, which is a phenomenal sort of step change in terms of how, uh, how we deliver. And what it transformed to and what it's transforming to still is, um, is being at the heart of our digital and technology development. So we actually rebranded away from a global design centre to a global technology centre a couple of years ago. And that was all about changing the emphasis away from being just about supporting design to being about supporting our digital transformation, both as a company and as an industry. Now their focus is on expanding the team to work in growing sectors such as water, nuclear and transport. Currently we are about 2,500 people. All bringing a diverse skill set from engineers of different disciplines to architects and digital experts. And the aim is that we're going to grow the organization to 5,000 by 2025. And it looks like a very reasonable ask given the type of work and the value we bring on the table. Work like the Hinkley Point C nuclear power station project. A nuclear power station, the likes of which haven't been constructed in the UK for over 20 years. With innovation and changes to safety regulations, not to mention the input from the GTC in India, which set it apart from the previously built station of the 1980s. This innovation isn't simply in the materials and safety elements of the power plant, but also in the methods that can be used for its foundational design stages, in how key aspects are planned before going anywhere near breaking ground. Over 5,000 miles separate Hinkley and the GTC, but that's less than half a second in digital time. So the work done in Bangalore can be with developers in the UK almost instantaneously. They started as a small team about five years ago. Classic example would be a project like Hinkley. We started with a very small team of 20 people and we grew up to about 600 people at one point. I have 100 engineers right now sitting in India supporting Hinkley site in the UK uh, in construction. And with the industrial shift towards digitalization, the GTC team and their digital input have become increasingly integral to design projects. Let's understand we came from the drawing boards onto the 2D environment and now we are almost exclusively 3D. We are probably the biggest investment we've made is in IT infrastructure um, as far as I see it. And we are leap ahead from our peers in that space. We are actually from the GTC providing uh, the end-to-end -end solutions, be it in engineering design or in project and program management. And all of this delivery is sort of underpinned by our digital tools and the digital capabilities that we have. Covering multiple sectors from buildings, transportation and defence to water, power and renewables. But these construction projects often have issues with delays and budget escalations. So where this is going to go is that we will be able to predict the outcomes with more certainty because these are not just somebody's perceptions but these are based on actual data. And that is exactly what uh, digital transformation is bringing to our clients, you know, the data-driven decision-making, the power of data at your fingertips to see the status. It is no longer based on perceptions. It's actual facts and figures, which is sort of being tabled, which is helping us to see the outcomes. Therefore, because you have a close control over the progress and status, it provides a more accurate model of the outcomes in terms of how to reach and control them. Take the digital twin, 
a virtual model designed to accurately reflect a physical asset as an example. Working alongside Atkins team in the UK, Cardiff University and Network Rail, the digital twin is planned to significantly reduce energy consumption and carbon emissions at Reading Station. Their aim with the Reading Station model is to improve energy performance by a predicted 20%. We've actually created energy simulation models, which uh, has identified measures to reduce energy consumption based on improved uh, lighting controls and opt optimization of machinery like escalators or elevators. But how does this map across to the planning stages of the Hinkley Point C power station? We call it as digital rehearsals. A kind of digital twin using data to predict the outcomes of planning, management and technology providing the opportunity to correct any problems well before they even think of happening. Before the assets they could affect have even been built. It's this technology that can be beneficial to projects such as Hinkley Point C. We're doing a lot of the structural concrete work and design for, for many of the buildings that exist on the Hinkley site. And virtually all of that work has been done from the GTC with the complete support of the client at EDF. So we, we have launched in the GTC recently uh, the SNCL Lava Lab, which is basically an immersive space where clients and project teams can interact with each other and do things like design coordination, clash detection in an immersive space. SNC Lavalin has three of these collaboration spaces in total. One is in Montreal, one in London, and this one in Bangalore. Through the Lava Labs, project teams and clients can visualise, collaborate and deliver projects with greater certainty and outcomes. It's almost the real thing. It's as close to the real thing as you can get. And uh, as we say, you know, making mistakes digitally is good because then you can correct it digitally before you actually take it to the construction site. And anything that can be corrected at the digital stage as opposed to on-site has a huge value proposition saving time, money, resources, and reducing carbon emissions. Everything. It brings together all the different stakeholders involved at the various stages of, uh, of a project or an asset delivery. Because a lot of the problem that we face in the industry is when the collaboration and the communication is not happening in the right manner. So this is actually ensuring that the right collaborative behaviors are sort of coming in place uh, and the decisions are being taken based on data, and we are doing so in a collaborative manner. By embracing new ways of working and using data-driven tools, the GTC is enabling project owners to make accurate, real-time decisions for the whole lifecycle value of an asset. In terms of trends and patterns, projects which are being governed digitally are showing better outcomes, but we need to go through the entire life cycle once to be able to actually give, give facts and figures. The GTC wants to drive this digital transformation, be the forefront of the movement. Which is basically, we are going to create centres of excellence in GTC, so that any work that happens in any part of the world, um, GTC would be most integrated in terms of doing that work here. We aspire to be a centre of excellence for digital, for the SNC Lavalin company. Our design transformation was seeded in GTC uh, two years ago and has now taken a full-blown space in terms of how we design, how we deliver our projects. I think we will transform this industry. 
I think you will see a twinkle in the eyes of almost everybody, whether it's a graduate engineer through all the way up, wanting to showcase something he or she is doing and super proud of what we are delivering. And I think that's the testimony of what we bring to work every day. And we are very proud to be working for SNC Atkins and that shows in everything we do. Getting these things to work, because I think, you know, it, it's in, been incredibly valuable for our business. And the, the key thing that I would say is that, like most businesses, everything is about people. And um, so, you know, actually treating people with respect, valuing everyone for the contribution they bring, and just trying to create a fantastic network at every single level of the organization has been really key to the success and um, success of our GTC and I'm sure for others as well. So, um, so never forget the people connectivity. It's just so, so important. Engineering Matters is a production of Reby Media. This episode was written and produced by me, Jane Sapphire, co-hosted by Alex Conacher, editing by Bernadette Ballantyne, sound engineering by Ross McPherson, series supervision by John Young, and our own transformation sensation is Rory Harris. Special thanks to our episode partner, SNC Lavalin. And thank you for listening. You can find Engineering Matters on all podcast apps, on our website, engineeringmatters.ruby.media, on Facebook, on Twitter, and on LinkedIn.